This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to Episode 7, My Favorite Number, of the In Between Podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel Im. And I'm Christina Im. Today we're going to be talking about keeping the romance alive. I want to I mean, after all, the longer you're married, the easier it is just to let loose, wear sweats, and become roomies, right? Right. I mean, we have to clarify for our audience out there, we are completely in our sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, because sweatpants are the greatest invention in the world. <laughs> exactly. I always come home and if I'm wearing jeans or something, I'm like, I got to go upstairs and change into yeah. something more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, especially because at the time of this recording, we just had Belgian waffles for dinner. Hashtag breakfast for dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not just Belgian waffles. There was bacon oh, and yeah. there was like full fat whipping cream yeah. and berry Homemade. sauce. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> and we don't always eat like that. It was uh, our daughter's request for her birthday, like breakfast for dinner thing. So of course you have to splurge for, you know, to for special occasions. Yeah. And actually we were supposed to have that in the morning. <laughs> But we decided to sleep in. <laughs> yes. Well, we had other things to go to Yeah, we to had to go to well. a birthday party and exactly, all that. Exactly. But. <laughs> but anyway, good things come to those who wait. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there's really a fine balance between being lovers and being friends, right, Christina? Yeah, especially as time goes on. Yeah. So I won't say who because this person listens to the podcast and is very dear and near to me. And I think she would be absolutely mortified that I'm sharing this with you. So, and having her name attached to that. So I won't say. Anyways. I really want to know who it is. <laughs> That's anyway, like offline. Yeah, okay, <laughs> offline. Let's press pause for right now. What is it, like off the record yeah. or something that they say? <laughs> Anyways, so I won't say who it is, but someone gave me this advice. I think I was like 17 or 18, and I was like, you know, I can't wait to get married because I think it'll just be like one long sleepover. You know, you're just going to stay up and talk and just laugh and have fun. And the person looked at me and they're like, yeah, you don't sleep very much during your first year of your marriage, <laughs> and neither do you talk very much. And I looked at her, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I guess in the beginning, yeah. maybe it's a little bit more lover. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you're still friends, like mm-hmm. best friends, obviously, but there's definitely a lot of, like, more passion and... You know, that way. Exactly. Wait are, you, wait, are you saying there's no passion in our marriage anymore? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. that, yes, we have that. And we've really worked hard at getting to know each other and listening to one another and mm-hmm. respecting one another and and that too. Christina, don't you find that over the course of our marriage, we've really entered different seasons? Completely. Especially when children entered the picture. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, definitely very passionate. 
first year and, yeah. and on. <laughs> exactly. But there there were definitely those times when we weren't really sleeping that much. And like it was just, when the kids were sleeping in our bed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For many, many nights. Yes. Where it just really kind of became, we're the best roommates. You know, right. we take care of each other and let the other person sleep in exactly. while the other person's recovering. So there's right. definitely those seasons of passionate lovers and also passionate friends. Well, I guess not passionate <laughs> friends, best friends. <laughs> With benefits? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Let's I not go there. Okay. So, I mean, especially as we got busy, right? It was so easy to just let the romance go. Mm-hmm. Even when you think about putting children first or putting our careers first mm-hmm. and just letting, you know, not letting, but allowing life or letting, letting life just kind of take, exactly. take over. I think it's like a snowball effect. You may not know that that's happening, and then one day you're like, "Ah, oh, I, I kind of miss that we had date nights before. Yeah. What happened to that?" Yeah. So when we get into that mindset, we're like, "Okay, well, I, I get that." And and eventually, when the kids get a little bit older, or mm-hmm. when babysitting isn't as expensive anymore, and they can watch themselves, or it's or a long time now, <laughs> helicopter parents. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, when I get to a certain position at work, and we have a little bit more disposable income, mm-hmm. or or slowing, or or when we slow down, then then we'll kind of rekindle the romance again, right? I mean, sometimes we think that. Yes, and I think that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because what's to say that now we've reached it, mm-hmm. right? Now we can focus or whatnot, and maybe you've kind of drifted apart a little yeah. bit that you don't really know each other. It's true. So I've heard a lot about. Um, you know, those empty nesters where they were so focused on their kids and then when their kids leave the house, then it's like, what am I supposed to say to you? Like, I don't, like, I know you, but I don't know you in the way I used to. So it's almost like starting from scratch and learning your partner again. Yeah, exactly. Now, this this reminds me of when we were still living in Canada mm-hmm. and this is when I was a pastor in Alberta and we would go to Banff. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be Lake Louise and it would be once a year with all the different pastors and church leaders in our denomination. I it do think called- we need to go shout out to Beulah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, with the Christian and Missionary Alliance and it was just, it was called prayer retreat, right? So it, it was really funny. Our very first time at prayer retreat, mm-hmm. right? The morning after. Right. We were just walking down the hall to breakfast and everyone was holding hands. Yeah. There was like it not was a the, couple. No, they were like walking really close to each other. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we know what just happened yesterday. Some rekindling of relationships. Yeah. Well, especially because no kids were allowed on the retreat. Exactly. And I mean, when the first time we went, I don't know who, which parent ended up watching our kids, but... But it was the first time we hadn't been with our kids in a right. long time. Exactly. And really the point of the retreat is to like refresh yourselves and, you know, focus on God, obviously, but also focus on, on um, the marriage. marriage. Yeah, yeah. So it was wonderful. So the rest of this podcast, we really want to talk about some principles on how to keep the romance alive in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, the first one, really, if we want to just get started right into it, is to revisit your weekly schedule. Yes. So uh, one thing that Daniel and I do that has really helped is that we use our Google calendars on our phone and we share that. So uh, there's obvious things that Daniel doesn't share with me, like, for example, his work schedule, you know, all his like private meetings and stuff mm-hmm. that I mean, no offense, I, I, I don't need to know that about yeah. you in that way. 
but I would like to know when you're coming home or, you know, different things like that. And then for me, it's like, oh, you know, we're uh, inviting this couple over for dinner. So we're going to put in the calendar just so remember, or, you know, like today we had a birthday party in the morning. So let's put that in. Um, another thing that we did, uh, mostly, I guess, when we were starting out uh, mm-hmm. being married, is we got this book. I don't remember where we got it from. Maybe just picked it up at the bookstore. It's called The Most Important Year in a Man's Life. It's one side of the book. Yeah, and it was then, the coolest thing. Yeah, and then you flip it to the other side, and then it's The Most Important Year in a Woman's Life. Yeah, and it was two couples that wrote it. So mm-hmm. the two guys, the two husbands... Um, they wrote the men, the men's right. side, and then uh, their wives mm-hmm. both together wrote the woman's side. And the chapters are all the same in terms of you know like what they're going to talk about, but they write it in like a man's perspective, and they write yes. it in the other flip side, the the woman's perspective. Yeah, I think the thing that we probably used over and over again and and took from that book the most was the idea of the block system Mm -hmm. right so think about a and and you know we'll take a picture of it and put it on the show notes so you can go to inbetween.org backslash episode seven for a visual of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. right but just think you know sunday to saturday seven columns and then you have three uh you know three rows on the side right right? so you have basically 21 blocks Mm -hmm. and the morning block is you know when you wake up till lunch and then Mm -hmm. you have the second block which is you know lunch till dinner and then the third block which is dinner till you go to bed Mm -hmm. now if you you take a look at that and you look at hey there are three blocks every single day the idea with this exercise was number one that you are aware of the times one another are working and Mm -hmm. and and times that you want to spend together Mm -hmm. but also you're able to have time by yourself as well. Yes, exactly. So out of that, like 21 blocks, they are saying that you're supposed to have six blocks that are kind of free. And then you can decide together as a couple, like, oh, maybe two of those blocks uh, are going to be, you know, time together. So whether that's like a date in or, you know, a date somewhere else. And then the other blocks are going to be, you know, free time. So, for example, you know, like we were saying before, Daniel, you play basketball. Yeah. So one of the times would be your basketball. And then if I want to go out for coffee for, you know, with a friend, then that would be one of my blocks. Yeah. The really good thing about this, and, and it really set us on a good footing at the beginning. Completely. Because we were long distance mm-hmm. and we dated long distance and there's just a lot of traveling that had happened. So when we finally got married, mm-hmm. not only was it the first year of marriage, I mean, but it was we had a long distance relationship for a long time. Yes. So we wanted to be with each other all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> right. We were a little bit like sickening. I yeah. Think. <laughs> to others, not yeah, to one another. No. <laughs> I right? just think like, I remember um we were, I think we were being introduced to like a new church or something and the pastor made a joke and he's like, I don't think I've ever seen them not holding hands, like <laughs> attached at the hip. Yeah. 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 So what happened was when either of us wanted to do something on our own, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe I wanted to go play sports with right. someone or, or watch the game with some guy friends and you wanted to go out with your friends because mm-hmm. it was just, it was, it was like, oh, you know, we're done work. Oh, you want to go out with your friends? But what am I going to do? Yeah. We're not going to be together? 
And I, I felt guilty going out. And I don't know if you felt guilty. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was just this, you know, am I choosing my friends over you? Right. And just, you know, just a lot of mind games started happening. Exactly. And, and, and that's that. not, I mean, mind games in itself are never, never healthy. So. Yeah. So when we had this block system that mm-hmm. we got from this book, the idea was, yeah, let's put all the work hours in. Let's mm-hmm. let's put out all the hours of, you know, attending our, for us, our, our local church. And right. Connecting within community with others Mm -hmm. and then have the date night times but have two or three times a week where we could just have our own free time guilt-free yes where i could watch a game or Mm -hmm. you could go out with friends or i could play basketball or whatnot and we just it it was it was really cool just to see that and uh, and for me also to just have time by myself to read yeah right Yes, you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert. Exactly. So we've learned over the years that we definitely are recharged in different ways. So, Daniel, uh, along these lines, we were talking about this block system being for when we were first married. Mm -hmm. But how do you think this block system can be beneficial for married couples with children? Yeah. So for us, we don't necessarily do the block system anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm glad we did it for the couple of years that we did. It just kind of really, became natural. It, it did become natural. Yeah. A good rhythm of, hey, I'm traveling. So for example, I had two back-to-back trips. Mm-hmm. I was this last weekend. I was home for the weekend, but it was pretty much back-to-back trips. So I took a day off in between the trips. Mm-hmm. Right. And I still had to get some work email stuff done, but I, I pretty much took the day off because I just had been away from home for so long. And I knew even anticipation of that trip and of that upcoming week that I had to block that time off Mm -hmm. because we just needed to relax. We just needed to be with one another as a couple, but also as a family. Exactly, as a family too. So, And I think as well, um, we had talked in previous episodes about just how busy our lives get and extracurriculars and so forth. I think this block system would be really, really good if you just feel like your schedule is owning you and all your extracurriculars are owning you. Do this exercise and see how many blocks are filled with things that you have to do, that you're committed to. So if you have no time whatsoever, you just put the kids to bed after running them to soccer or whatnot, you clean up the dishes and make lunch and go to bed, maybe you need to, you know, Think, rethink about how you're planning your time and make a little more free space. Yeah, the block system is really a clarifying exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, it, it, it prevents you from getting to that point of saying, oh, when the kids are older, then we'll set some time aside for right. one another and we'll invest in our marriage. And like Christina said, you may just drift apart, right? And that's, mm-hmm. and that's not... That's not what anybody no, wants. Exactly. Yeah, you don't enter into a marriage to say one day I hope that we won't know each other. Yeah, precisely. Now, Christina, I remember you telling me about this radio show about sex. Mm, of course you remember that. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's a radio show where they talked about sex. <laughs> yes, that yeah. was like one um, maybe minuscule thing that the actual like radio show is about. It's um, for those who may be familiar with it, it's focused on the family Mm -hmm. and they basically is a radio show that does interviews, um, you know, authors and speakers and so on and so forth. And so this was probably, I think maybe Victoria was two. So about six years ago, you have a good memory. (laughs) Um, And it was talking about moms who are tired. 
uh, it was a woman who had written a book about like how to self-care and also how to, you know, revitalize your marriage and make sure you're investing in it. So she was talking to uh, a lot of moms who just said, you know what? How does my husband expect me to have sex with him? Like, I am so tired. I am, you know, I have baby spit up all over me. I just, you know, cater to everybody's needs and I am so tired. And so the speaker was saying, you know, going over the importance of connection and how men and women are built differently. But she gave some really, really practical advice. And the one thing that stuck out to me, she was like, you know what, moms, you are tired. You are and you give so much and whatnot. And she's like, but your husband needs you too. So one of the things that worked for her was that she would take a nap. Hmm. And so when the kids were young, you know, instead of doing the dishes and feeling like she has to do so much, she was like, tonight, we're going to do something. So she's like, I'm going to nap with the kids. And then when I wake up, I'll, you know, feel rejuvenated or whatnot, or at least not bone dry, tired. Yeah. And maybe be a little bit more available to my husband. So basically, every time you take a nap after dinner, I should let you do that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what's in your head? Well. <laughs> okay, maybe not all the time, but well, you know, okay. give yourself a nap just in case. <laughs> this might be off the record yes. discussion as well. Okay, all right. Well, the next thing that we want to encourage you on is finding ways to flirt with one another. Right. Finding ways to show your appreciation to one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you think about what was it like when you were dating and, you know, just the the, the quick glances here and there or, right. or spending time with one another or surprising one another. And and there's just a lot of that back and forth tango, you know, wooing one another yeah, to I mean, it's just it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Uh -huh. It is fun. And, you know, unlike I don't know why I have this image in my head right now. I have this big image of a peacock. You know, animals, they kind of like flaunt their feathers and oh, they right, do all that right. kind of thing to to find it. Well, to, to attract the to attract the other person. Well, the peacock is the males. The male peacocks are the ones with the like fanciful feathers. Yeah, because so they they're trying to. Their stuff yeah, exactly. Their... So, uh, you know, I have that image in my head because when you're trying to woo the other person, right. you're trying to bring out everything, bring out your best and and woo them. And once you get them, it's like you're done. You put your feathers away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you don't have to try hard as much anymore I and and so. no i mean that's <laughs> honestly right? Let, right let's just be honest yeah. we're, we don't try as hard as we did when we were just dating oh completely yeah yeah so this point is all about hey hey, what does it look like for you to actually be intentional in flirting with one another mm -hmm. you know in other words in in showing appreciation to one another yes i like how you said that so because sometimes flirting is just it's almost like we were saying before, like a little bit of a mind game or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think when you combine that with like appreciation, yeah. so, you know, you're saying like, I love you so much or you're so beautiful. Or mm -hmm. um, one of the things I remember that Daniel did when we were dating is he would just put his foot on top of mine. <laughs> it was just one of those like, hi, how are you? Like without saying it, like yes. we're like sitting across the table and we're in a conversation with other people yeah. who would put his like foot on top of mine. Yeah, and, and that's because... 
one of your love languages is, is touch. touch. Right. Right. And I know that. Right. So, I mean, you know, in, in the ways that we would cuddle with one another mm-hmm. or just put my foot on you. It's just like, hey, I love you. I'm here. I'm with you. Exactly. So and you still do that today. Yeah, right. Sometimes we're sitting, you know, around the dinner table and the kids are telling the same story for the hundredth time. And we're just kind of like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just want to talk to my husband for like two minutes yeah. and finish this conversation. <laughs> and then I'll feel like a foot on top of my Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's thinking of me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then even during the day, sometimes in between meetings, I know that we had an honest conversation one time mm-hmm. where we just we were letting things slip and I wasn't mm-hmm. pursuing you as much. I wasn't it was just super busy at work. And I remember you telling me that one time where you were like, hey, I really I, I'd, I'd appreciate if you if you text me once in a while. Yeah, I'd appreciate if you because you know you want to know that I'm thinking about you. Exactly, and, and I think I was texting you too sometimes, and then I wouldn't hear back. Yeah, um, and we don't have that you know thing on our phone that said like messages read. Yeah, at what time? So I don't know if I don't see little bubbles popping up. I'm like, okay, like did he get it? Yeah, is he not like you know he didn't like my message or you <laughs> yeah? Know. So so I remember you sharing that, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well you know I need to. Because I am always thinking about you and the kids and, and I mean, obviously not when I'm like right in a meeting. If the meeting's boring, I'm probably thinking about you guys anyway. <laughs> but if it's not, then, uh, you know, throughout the day, I do think of you guys. So it's just taking that extra step to say, hey, just want to say I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be this long essay. Right. And emojis are amazing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> They're so good. So sometimes, I don't know, there's maybe other people who are like, that feels really awkward to me to write, you mm-hmm. know, this down. Or what if somebody sees it or yeah, whatnot. So have, we do have secret emojis we that we do. use for. Yes, exactly. That we both know the meaning behind it. But if someone saw that, they'd be like. They had no idea. Yeah. Why are they sending all of this? Like, that just makes no sense. Especially and because our kids. Yeah, they use our iPad. Yeah, they use that and they know like our passcodes to our phones. So. (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes with work, other people are on my computer too and the text messages pop up. So let's just not go down that. that, So secret emojis are. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Great. Uh, another thing that I do is I'll I'll make Christina coffee in the morning. So mm-hmm. I because I wake up typically about this, these days about the same time as you. And right. and if I'm working out in the morning, it's earlier than that. Mm-hmm. I always go and make our French press. Right, mm-hmm. boil water, thick coffee. I love that. And I didn't realize how much you appreciated that. I was just making it for the both of us. (laughs) Right, exactly. But I think in the same way we were talking about, that shows appreciation. That shows that, like, That I didn't just grind two tablespoons just for myself. Exactly. Of, you know, let's... And it's just those little things that count. And I remember, (laughs) I mean, we always joke that, you know, you love your meat and all of that. I had found these turkey pepperoni sticks Mm -hmm. at Costco 
and we, they, you know how Costco always like changes things. That's kind of the thing that drives me crazy. And sometimes it'll be there and sometimes the product won't. But anyway, this product came back. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to buy these turkey pepperoni sticks. And so I, you know, stocked the fridge and then I just put a little note on the pepperoni stick saying, <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. <laughs> and you were oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bacon, <laughs> sausage, pepperoni. Yeah, man, I mean, just bring it on. Easy to blues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> and you know what? I it's it was. I, I remember times, and you haven't done this recently. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, but I do remember times <laughs> when you would actually write me a note, or maybe this is because you don't make my lunch anymore. <laughs> right? Uh, Somebody's <laughs> grown up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I brought that upon myself. Okay. But when you were making my lunch for work, you would put notes in there. Yes. Right. And sometimes when I would go on a trip and this is probably because before coming down to life where I didn't travel too much. Right. So sometimes you would put notes in my luggage and I would, and I would find that. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I guess I traveled too much now for you to do that. <laughs> you're like, sometimes you're like, oh wait, you're going away right now. <laughs> wait, you're already back. You left yesterday. <laughs> That's why we text, honey. <laughs> exactly. Oh, how we've come with the ages. There we <laughs> Caught <go>. up. <laughs> so another thing that we found that has really helped is dates. Mm-hmm. And now that we have kids, you know, going out on a date is not always feasible just because of finances. I yeah, mean, I like, love I love our babysitters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They are amazing. They are. And I do think they should be paid. But, you know, if that's you're paying your babysitter and then you're going out to dinner and you're like getting dessert and, and paying parking exactly. and, and, and Nashville parking's not cheap anymore. Exactly. What happened? Exactly. So if you're a babysitter and you are listening to this, we're not calling you over more often. Uh, well, we trust you. We're just undoing it because it's expensive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I mean, you it, can and drop like a hundred and hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah, for completely. like four hours. Yeah. Like just like that. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing that we've recently begun to do mm-hmm. now that the kids are in school mm-hmm. uh, is that you would actually drive downtown and right. meet me for lunch. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, if our son's not in. Um, preschool will bring him along too mm-hmm. so because he's easy to please and whatnot i don't know what it is about dropping down by one kid it's like oh my goodness so easy for whatever reason yeah and so he'll sit there and kind of eat and we'll still be able to talk and and do all that so. yeah especially and, and don't feel guilty if if you do and it's not bad if you bring one of your kids out on a date with you because you can't find babysitting or, mm-hmm. or because of the, you know don't feel guilty about doing that, but also don't feel guilty about just handing them your phone and letting them watch PBS Kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to have a conversation, if you want to have a date, then it's I, I, you know, I think I'm fine with that. Be free with that. Exactly. Yeah, don't feel guilty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hashtag no guilt. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you haven't yet downloaded our Splurge Save Date Night Idea downloadable. Be sure to go to inbetween.org and there's a place where you can just uh, enter your email. And and the really cool thing about that is that'll just kind of get you back into the dating uh, idea or the, you know, kind of the dating thought space. Yes, that's great. And and hopefully some of those dates, whether you choose the splurge one or you Mm -hmm. choose the save version of it, uh, hopefully these are ideas that you haven't thought about before and it's something that you can add to your date repertoire. 
Exactly. And another thing is we um, have done a lot of date ins. Yeah. And that means that the kids go to bed and we will do something like, for example, we'll cook a meal together Mm -hmm. or we'll, you know, make a special like latte or something and then sit and play a board game together. Or Daniel loves to watch movies. And so we'll pick, you know, some special snacks or whatnot and then sit and cuddle and watch a movie. Yeah, precisely, precisely. The other thing that we really wanted to mention before we go to our last point here is just the idea of responding to one another's needs, mm-hmm. right? And really being sensitive to what is going on in the other person's life. Yes. Now, I don't know about you, Christina, and, and when you think about, I, I think our listeners are on, on all sides of the spectrum when it comes mm-hmm. to planning, mm-hmm. right? If we have a plan, if I have a plan, I really just want to stick to the plan, especially when the date plan is something that I really wanted to do. <laughs> like us going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> In the movie theater. Yes. Because we don't often get to go to a lot of movies. And plus, I love Marvel stuff. Uh-huh. And that's actually something that you share with me. I do. Right? I don't like war movies. And I don't like some other genres that you enjoy. But Marvel, like, yeah, I can do superheroes. Yeah. So I remember this one date night. We had babysitting. And we were going to go to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. I was so excited <laughs> to see the movie. But recently, your grandmother had been diagnosed with cancer. Yes, and it was a complete shock to our family. Um, We always thought our, like my grandfather has a lot more health issues than Mm -hmm. my grandmother. So, you know, we thought that he wouldn't do as well as her, but kind of out of the blue, you know how that happens sometimes. You just... You just hear a diagnosis that kind of rocks everybody's world. So I believe it was that morning where you had heard about the diagnosis or was the night before. Mm -hmm. And I asked how you were doing, how you're feeling. And I think you were just in shock. Yes. Because you didn't really, I mean, you do, you talk a lot, (laughs) right? You do, but, (laughs) uh, but you just, you, you weren't really sharing a lot of what you were feeling. No, I think it was a little bit, like you were saying, shock and denial. And the more I thought about it, I think the more guilty Mm. I felt just because we don't live close. Like we really don't. And so I see my, like we used to live really close to my grandparents when I was growing up and they would actually babysit us every weekend. And then when we moved a few hours away, uh, I would come down and spend summers with them. So it went from that relationship to not living near them for the last like 10 years so maybe seeing them once a year and then you know that kind of cyclical like oh I should have been there more or you know maybe we need to move back so I can support my mom through this and just so many questions that you end up not having any answers to so you just don't say anything. Yeah, so that was the context of that night, mm-hmm. and I knew about that, and we got in the car, and we were driving over to the movie, and I was wrestling, you know, my spirit was wrestling, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's going to be great to watch a movie together, because mm-hmm. I really wanted to watch this movie, and I'd mm-hmm. seen the trailers, and it just, everyone, I, I, I know some people don't really like Guardians of the Galaxy, and some people think it's silly, but I think it's hilarious. I and, do too. And mm-hmm. it's just... You know, I was like, oh, you know, this can be good for Christina to to take her mind off yeah, of everything, zone out. to zone mm-hmm. out. But just the whole drive, and it was like a ten minute drive. Mm-hmm. In my spirit, I just kept on sensing. I just kept on sensing. You know, talk about it. Mm. Go to that restaurant you guys had always wanted to check out. Mm-hmm. 
don't go to the movie, just go to the restaurant. And I, I was fighting it. <laughs> and I was like, because I really want to go see the movie. Uh, and right before we were going to turn into the lot, I just, I just, you know, I just sensed that I should ask you. So mm-hmm. I asked. And I was like, Christina, uh, do you want to go over to that restaurant and talk instead of watching this movie? And I was really hoping that you'd say no. <laughs> but then I started crying. Yeah, you did. you did. And I was like, all right, I'm not making the left. We're going to go a little bit straight and take a right. Yeah. And that was wonderful. I think I really needed someone to help me process things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that to say, when as you date, as you woo, as you pursue one another, uh, I mean, honestly, seek how you can serve one another. Mm-hmm. Right. That is amazing advice honey right i mean mm-hmm. don't don't keep score i know sometimes it's easy to say hey this person you know my wife served me this time so right. now it's my turn to receive mm-hmm. and i feel in a lot of a lot of times our marriages and in culture and in society we have this posture of taking mm-hmm. right it's like i deserve it yeah i deserve it i cook dinner so i'm going to take a rest or i'm you know i took care of the kids now so and and you were gone so i'm going to take this and and it's mm-hmm. a lot about keeping score taking 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 but if you think about that right and 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 you are taking something i mean what happens if someone takes your wallet from you or, or, or takes the sweater, <laughs> takes a sweater, takes your jacket. I mean, right. yeah, you now have their wallet. Yeah, you now might be warm, but they'll feel empty and they'll exactly. feel... they lost something. They, they did lose something. But imagine mm-hmm. the posture that your marriage would have if you chose to give, mm-hmm. right? Let's say the other person chose to give you... What if they were going to buy you your coffee anyway? Mm-hmm. But but because but instead of you taking their wallet so you can pay for the coffee, what if they just offered to give you the money? Mm-hmm. Right. You would still leave having received something. Yes. And now the other person, instead of even though they don't have what they used to have, mm-hmm. they would actually be filled because they chose to give. Exactly. They chose to yeah. serve. And on the flip side, that the fact that you are receiving not because you demanded it, but because the other person offered it to you. I mean, both parties win in that instance. Exactly. So in marriage, in life, I mean, we read in the Bible, I mean, Jesus came, it says Jesus came not to be served, but to serve Mm -hmm. and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about Jesus's example is that, I mean, if Jesus, the Son of God, came to serve and mm-hmm. to give when he had all the right in the world to receive and, I mean, to, I mean everything was his, yeah. but he came to serve and to give. I mean, who are we to have a posture of taking, of mm-hmm. taking, of taking? Yeah, exactly. So for, you know, there, I'm sure there are people out there where that's kind of like, whoa, well, that's new because mm-hmm. I'm always... I want to take because if I don't take, then I'm not going to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what would we say to those people? Yeah. It, it really requires um, the husband and the wife mm, both to agree to give. Because mm-hmm. then if <laughs> I mean, because if one is not on board, then they're just like, hey, hallelujah. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I won the lottery. Yeah, I, won the, you know, I just keep on getting, getting, getting <laughs> sausage, pepperoni, bacon. Right. So I mean. Treat me. <laughs> right, and I think that's our fear. Yes, and I, and I think that is the fear that prevents us from serving one another wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Right, because sometimes we'll serve one another, but it's with strings attached. 
right? And it's like a, if they don't acknowledge it, you kind of tap them on the shoulder, like, oh, remember where I did this? So can I now go do this? And mm-hmm. and I hear sometimes when I talk to my guy friends, and it's like keeping score, it's keeping score, and this really dangerous place to be. So our fear, if 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 you know you're kind of hearing this for the first time, and you're like, oh, you know, that sounds great to be in a marriage where both are giving, but mm-hmm. you just don't know where to start. And, and maybe your, your husband or your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Maybe you need to download it for them and, and give them this episode, <laughs> but, but let's say they don't. Right. And, and they weren't going to do that. And you want to know how to move toward that. And mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is my encouragement to you. Okay. As much as you might have the fear that just by serving them and giving them that all they're going to do is take mm-hmm. as much as that's a fear. I want to dare you to do it. Oh, Right. I wanna, yeah. No, seriously. I want to dare you to adopt that posture of serving, mm-hmm. adopt that posture of giving, because what will happen is that'll actually begin to change the other person's heart and change your heart. Yeah. too. Exactly. And I mean, that's I mean, that that's that's the message of the gospel. And that's mm-hmm. what Jesus does for all of us, where he is just giving, giving, giving. He's serving and he's just waiting for us to turn to him and mm-hmm. say, thank you. Right. Thank you. Um, you know, guide me and lead me. And honestly, mm-hmm. in a marriage, that's what begins to happen when you stop keeping score. Right. And you begin serving one another. That'll actually change your heart. It'll change their heart. Your kids will see it. It's exactly. a generational thing because mm-hmm. sometimes what happens, you know, that what we see in our kids is actually because we've taught them to do that. Right. <laughs> and sometimes what we are doing to our spouse is because we saw what our parents did. Precisely, precisely. So a little, little uh, food to chew on. There you go. Right? Food for thought. <laughs> a little food for thought. <laughs> uh, next episode on episode eight, we're actually going to be talking about hashtag travel hacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So it's going to be fun. We'll share. We've alluded to this, how we got our pretty much our Disneyland trip almost for free, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this last year and, and just some different ways that we've over the years had to learn how to hack travel. Just because, yes. you know, we we don't have abundance, you know, I don't, I'm not making six figures and, you know, we're not like swimming in cash. So it's like, what do you do? Right. right. What do you do in light of all that? So, yeah. And also, you know, if we're driving on a long trip, how do we keep the kids entertained? How do we help them not lose their minds? And so that we won't lose our minds. Exactly. Exactly. So this is going to be a fun episode. Be sure to subscribe if you have not yet done so. If you haven't left a rating and review on iTunes for us, on Apple Podcasts, we would so appreciate that because that just helps get the word out. Exactly. Right. And if you're on social media, we would love for you to connect with us at InBetweenShow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And be sure to go to InBetween.org backslash episode seven for our show notes and to to get that image of the block system that you can print out and use with one another. Great. So thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Better Samaritan podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.